are back for stage three of the Vuelta a Burgers. This is the Freewheeling Podcast. I'm Abby Mickey. I am joined by Lauren Rowney. Lauren, hello. 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 I'm tired today, guys. <laughs> I'm not feeling my, my usual perky self, that positive energy from the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Amy can carry the pod. Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. Maybe I'll be Bubbles today. <laughs> Am I getting it confused again? That's the right one, right? Bubbles. I think yeah, so. That's the right one. I'm also quite tired. Maybe it's this podcast and it's just taking it out of us. We're not used to the daily. It's the dreary weather here. I can yeah. blame that, I think. It's the same here. Yeah? In Spain? Yeah. No? Mm. I, I think neither of you can complain about the weather right now because there's more than a foot of snow outside <laughs> for me. Yeah, and you it was win. like 70 degrees two days ago. I don't understand. I'm a change, my friend. Mm, yeah, seriously. Anyway, we're back to talk about stage three of the Vuelta a Burgos. It was another super exciting day. The most exciting of the three, in my opinion. Um, kind of start from... The 20K to go-ish, there was a GPM. Uh, Neve Fisher Black took maximum points, so she will take over the mountains classification um, from Heidi Franz. And then there was a lot of action leading up to the final four and a half, five kilometers when Elise Shabby went off the front with Caroline Canuel in the leader's jersey. The two were brought back, oof, like just on the final climb with about a K and a bit to go. And then it was a race to the finish. Well, the whole thing was a race to the finish, but the final K and a half was super thrilling to watch. It was won by Cecily Utrecht Ludwig, who won her first ever world tour win. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Second place was Kasia Niwadoma with Anna Vanderbregen third. And Neep Fisher Black takes over the leader's jersey as well. So I guess Heidi gets to hold on to for that to that mountain's jersey for one more day. Um, cause she's second in the mountain classification anyway. So interesting situation in the general classification and really exciting race. What are your, what are your initial reactions? You two? Uh, I think we should discuss Elise Shabby attacking on Well, I thought when she went, it was a slightly downhill section. And usually your team director says never attack in a downhill, but she was bombing it and dropping Carol Ann. Canuel. Um, some of those corners she, were taking, she was taking was quite hairy, but um, I thought that was interesting. And probably going back to what we said on day one, that, um, yeah, Canyon isn't riding from her, but, of course, it's nice that she was in the leader's jersey, but it just goes to show that they're putting their money on Cassia for tomorrow. Yeah, I was sweating watching that descending, to be honest, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was just really great to see uh, Cecilia Ludwig take her first World Tour win. Um, she's been knocking on that door for a long time. Uh, and yeah, you you know, she's known for those post-race interviews, but in this one she could barely speak because she was so happy. She was in tears. And if I see someone cry, I start crying. And I can't say I didn't shed a tear. Please take us to, oh my God. to the race, to this finale that got you to this final victory. Oh, oh finally, finally. Oh, it's such a relief, you know. Oh, the girls, they work so good. Oh, and they're standing there. 
Chapman actually got a concussion before the stage started and was unable to race today. So instead of hearing from Brody, we actually got a little snippet from Avita Music, the young French writer who was off the front earlier in the day. So let's hear really quick from Avita. It was a good day as a team do a really, really good job uh until uh, the first part of the race to the finish. Uh, we were uh, two in the final with Sile and uh, we were being really uh, aggressive. Uh, she attacked one time and after me also, and uh, at the finish she wins, so just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Good day. Yeah, I was I was legitimately shaking trying to write the race report because I know her. She's she lives in Girona and and she's just a absolute joy uh to hang out with every time I've ever spent time with her. And so that she finally got this win that she's been hunting for for so many years. I mean, this is one of the reasons we love stage racing, right? Because She's been trying to go after these huge one-day wins, and it's just a different kind of racing. You have to be so much more aggressive, and she's always so, so, so aggressive in all of the races that she does. She really animates the race. She's always on the front. She's always attacking. I mean, we talked about how at Durango, Durango and Makimine Saria, she was off the front before she got caught and passed by Anna Meek and Anna Vandebregen and then, and then clawed her way back to them to take third she races like that all the time, you know, like really aggressive and to win the races, you need to conserve energy. And that was something she did really well today. I mean, her teammate Avita music was off the front on that GPM that when the live coverage started and she's a young talent that I think we're all really excited to see where she goes in the future. She won that the final stage of the Giro Rosa last year. That was just an absolutely brutal stage. There were so many riders that didn't even finish that stage and she won it. And, Cecily had amazing support from her teammates, like she said in her interview, but that support also meant that she was able to just kind of sit in the peloton and conserve. And this is what happens when, when you conserve energy. But the really great thing about this win is that the monkeys off her back now. She's won a world tour race. So going into the one days in the future, she's going to have a little bit more 
to be able to give to those races a little bit more when it comes to kind of thinking, thinking ahead when she uses her energy and stuff like that, because it's not so much of a, I have to win a race. I have to win a race. She's won a world to a race. Now there's definitely more wins to come from her, but this is, this is huge for her. And it's, it's so exciting. Uh, I think she's got so many fans and everybody was just, everyone shed a tear today for her. And has, as her team develops and strengthens over the years as well, she's going to have more support in the final and hopefully a good team captain around her so she doesn't have to always think and make those decisions herself. She can relax a little bit, have faith in her, her teammates. So then, like you said, it's important to conserve energy if you're going for the win. And she raced really well today and she was really, really strong on that finish. Um, Another interesting point is obviously, like I said before, Elise Shabby is is not going for the GC, which we sort of hinted at. Cassia is obviously ridden into the tour, um, which we suggested may happen on stage one. And Grace Brown is clearly riding for Amanda Spratt because she did a wicked lead out um, with that one 1.2 kilometres to go, I suppose. But it looks like Spratt I couldn't quite see, but she wasn't around the mark there in the finish. So a bit of a shame because I think Grace is in in fantastic form. But again, um, tomorrow's stage is looking really difficult and probably going to suit Spratty a little bit more. Yeah, I think Bike Exchange, they are using Grace up to really um, set Spratty up to lose as little time as she possibly can before the mountain tomorrow because she's she's a really good climber and that climb tomorrow is just going to be you know raw power to weight really it's so long and there's some steep sections but for the most part I mean the road just goes up and up and up and I think Spratty I mean it'll be interesting to see how she comes tomorrow if if it if she does come around if she is able to hold it or if they really made a bad call putting Grace on the front uh today to use that energy up, but she also is tied for time now with knee Fisher black in the GC. So she's still, she's still up there. It's, it's, it's a wasted match for sure. That could, you know, take a little bit out of her, out of her tomorrow, but it also, I don't know if it was that significant of an effort to really impact how she'll ride tomorrow, but it's more the, the principle of the matter that they were like, Hey, you're riding for Spratty, get on the front, pull this back, is an interesting decision. I think considering how strong she was, I I would have, if she had conserved an energy, I think she could have contested for that finish. We've seen her finish in really hard finishes really well. So in terms of GC, not really a surprise to ride for Spratty, but for another stage win, um, I would have conserved her a little bit more. But again, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Well, I mean, she's obviously on great form. It's testament to the fact that she's riding really well, that she could do that effort on the front and then finish with the group to stay second on GC and not lose time, really, or not lose much time. Look, I'm rubbish at maths. Um, <laughs> it was but, only um, three seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, she's still up there and I think that just shows how strong she she's riding right now. And I think worthy mention, like you said in the group chat, MVP goes to drum roll. <laughs> Omer Shapira again. Mm-hmm. 
She's, Absolutely. she's so incredible. Every single stage, she's just been on the front and she really set up that mood for Shabby to be able to attack in the in the final 5K. She was completely just, you know, holding that group together while also fracturing it out the back because Taylor Wiles tried to go with Caroline Canuel and, and uh, Caroline, obviously, for both of the moves that she was in, didn't have to work. She's got Anna Vanderbregen and Neve and also Demi Vollering behind. She doesn't need to do anything. But Taylor tried to go. And then when Chabi tried to go after uh, Omer set that pace, I mean, she really that was such an amazing lead out for Shabby to be able to go for that. And then Kasha really did a good job of following up on both of those efforts by taking second. And she looked like she was going to win for a second. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to brag on the podcast later, but (laughs) it was, it's really great to see Omer up there. And I think for her, she's such an incredible climber. She's going to be so valuable tomorrow that I fully expect when we record tomorrow's pod, we're going to come out of this race and we're going to name her MVP for the whole race regardless of who wins. You know, sometimes your leader can't finish up the job, but doesn't mean you didn't work as hard as you possibly could. Mm-hmm. And of course, now that Elise Shabby is no longer in the lead, she'll be straight back to to doing the same thing, basically. So there's two of them who've got this like ability to just drill it on the front, um, which bodes well for, for Cassia. But... Um, yeah, to go back to terrible maths and numbers and the GC, it's looking a bit confusing. I can't lie. A bit is a vast understatement. Mm. So, right. It's very confusing. Well, so they've given a time gap of three seconds from Cecilia Ludwig to Neve Fisher Black and the rest of that group that from the coverage seemed to finish at the same time. Like, there wasn't really a gap or much of a gap at all to warrant a three-second time gap. So that's interesting. I'm not sure how much difference three seconds will make tomorrow in that, but yeah. And can anyone else make any more sense of that? <laughs> Other than what you suggested before, like we were saying, in sprint finishes, we see bigger gaps sometimes, but perhaps it's because it's uphill and, yeah, the speed over distance is obviously a lot slower. I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference tomorrow, to be honest, um, considering how hard we think this stage is going to be. Um, I mean, everyone in the top 10 is super close, uh, but, yeah, a couple of seconds maybe if they're all coming to the line together, but... I doubt that based on what um, you suggested for tomorrow. Yeah, going into tomorrow, Neve Fisher-Black is on the same time as Grace Brown. And then two seconds down, we got Kashini Wadoma, Lisa Longo-Borghini, Cecily Utrecht-Ludwig, Anna Vanderbregen. And then Demi Vollering in seventh is five seconds off of Neve. So still really, really close together. I think I expected to see it break up a little bit more today, but the climb wasn't as hard as it looked in the profile. Uh, which is, you know, that's pretty standard for racing profiles, I guess. But yeah, it's still super close. And I agree, Lauren, I think come tomorrow, that climb tomorrow, there's going to be just massive gaps. Like there, there's not going to be any any discussion of the the weird choice by the race not to have any time bonuses on any of the 
the two flat stages, well, not flat, but the two flat finishes that we had stage one and two, usually those would both have time bonuses. And there's also no time bonuses on the sprints in the mid stage either, which is a really interesting choice by the race, because that would have been awesome to see, you know, mid race sprints going for extra seconds. I remember tour California, the final stage when, uh, Anna Vanderbregen took the leader jersey from Katie Hall by winning a mid race sprint. And at the end of the race, it was one second separating the two, um, a very different race because the, the climb tomorrow is going to determine the entire, like the three stages leading up to tomorrow's final 20 K is basically just a warm up for what that climb is going to be. Yeah. It's 20 K. I wonder how much we'll get to see of it. If we get one hour coverage, <laughs> like the final three kilometers <laughs> depending how hard it is still i'm as soon as we tune in no doubt it would have exploded by then which i love watching not doing myself but i really <laughs> i really love a mountain stage <laughs> it's fun because it'll be like slow motion so we'll get to see like a lot of things happen but it happens in slow motion so you can really like you know, get a get a grasp of what's going on because it doesn't happen as quickly as, say, a sprint stage. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say we might get to see more actually yeah. if because it start it st- starts at I know it does start an hour earlier than the previous two stages do, so maybe we won't. I was being optimistic there. I was being bubbles for the day. It's just one hour coverage, right? It, well, it starts at three, so I guess it, yeah. Yeah, it's one hour coverage, yeah. which means. Depending on how hard the climb is, we'll get to see 15, maybe 20 kilometers. We should see most of the climb. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So, picks. We have a lot of climbing people at this race. <laughs> I My pick is Anna Vanderbregen. I think she's looking just so good. And she came to this race in perfect form we saw at the the two one days that she did she won both of them she's just been conserving her energy all of this time she's got neve in the leader's jersey so she has a really great excuse to not do a ton i think her and neve will kind of work off of each other when it comes to the climb but she's so she's so experienced she's just the goat I think it's really hard to see past her and on a meek, but you know, in my biased way, I just love watching, watching Anna Vanderbregen race her bike. So yeah, that's my pick. It's maybe a predictable pick and maybe the easy out, but. Are we, are we saying that the winner of tomorrow's stage will probably take the GC as yep. well? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think 100%. so. Although Anna Vanderbregen does have three seconds on Annemiek Van Vluten at this point, I think. Yeah. Where? Yeah. I mean, Annemiek is is riding extremely well at the moment, um, and it's you know in I think was it Durango Durango she, it's not it, like Anna could could shake her. She was just faster in the finish. So mm. I think we're going to have a battle of the duchies for sure. Don't discount Demi Vollering. Um, Neem Fisher is climbing really well as well. I think SD Works is going to have a lot of firepower there. They have Ashley too. Ashley as well. Like only three seconds. She she finished same time as Neve today, so she's right there as well. We have some incredible climbers at this race, so 
I think I haven't looked at the, the profile thoroughly, but um, I can imagine that we're going to see a bit of a group with SD works not being afraid to fire people off the front on that climb and probably sending someone quite early. Yeah, I mean, given how steep it is, I think it's a climb that will suit the likes of Ashley and Neve, I guess, because she's so, like, if it's pure, like, power to weight, she's very small. Um, uh, to, like, I guess, dark horse or, like, outside bets, um, looking at the results in the GC, I think, actually, Bike Exchange are probably riding for Ana Santisteban. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, now let me get this right. She is... She's five. She's in the top ten. She's tenth place on GC. Five seconds back with that group that contains Demi Valerian, Ashley Moore, Ashley Moore, and Passio as well, um, and Mavi Garcia. Also, she'll be hunting for for a good result here. She's won this state, it, this race, in its previous iteration as like a Spanish Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're outside bets. Definitely. There's definitely more firepower elsewhere, but I think she, these two riders are, you know, they'll want, they'll want to get a good result in a home race yeah. as well. And then, of course, Cassia, New Adoma will be up there fighting, and Cecily. Tomorrow's such a weird stage because we don't have climbs like this very often. The only time we ever see a climb like this is in the Giro Rosa, and we don't get to see any of the Giro Rosa so it's hard to know like what is really happening on the ground um but this is it's it's just so like unheard of in the women's peloton to have climbs like this it it happens so rarely so it's interesting to it'll be interesting to see who comes out of this really really strong there it could be that a rider wins the stage or the GC that we we like haven't mentioned because they just don't have this opportunity very often, and they have th- those pure climbers that are so rare at the women's peloton because because that this just never happens. They'll be looking at tomorrow just like salivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's a gross word. <laughs> no, but, but but it's spot on. Like your Mara Abbott, for example, how many times did she get a chance to really? show her potential she was a pure climber um that -hmm. was her jam and basically the Jira was her one time in the year that she could really just do her thing um interesting point my boyfriend was saying to me the other day he's like how many one day races actually have real climbs in them and what he meant by that was like a 10 kilometer plus climb and I had to think about it I'm like there's none. I think it was maybe La Corse when it went up. Um, which climb was Columbia. it? Yeah, yeah. And that was that was pretty much it. So, yeah, tomorrow will be a special day, and I know that the climbers will be really, really excited about it. And then we have nothing until the Giro like this. I think a race. If you want, you're talking about the Giro race. I think maybe. I mean, I haven't like looked at the profile of this climb like forensically but everyone's you know talking about the zonka land today and the men's giro and lest we forget the women actually climbed up it first in the 1997 little fun fact for everybody there um but when when they went up in uh, in 2018 um you know it's a i guess it's a similar it's steep it's quite long um it's a similar effort and animique won that stage ashley mormon passio was second amanda spratt 
third. And two of the riders I also just mentioned, Anna Santa Esteban and Mavi Garcia are in the top 10. And so was Cecilia Ludwig. So, that okay, that was day? a while ago, but still. But those are all the same players that we're going to mm. see tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Is that the day that Anamik attacked at the bottom? Or was that a different climb? Wasn't that in that? That was the year they also did the uh, time trial, didn't they? Like a, a climb. That? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but do you remember when she tacked literally at the bottom of this epic climb? And that's she, when won she won by won. 40 seconds. Um, Ashley was second, 40 seconds down. And then Amanda Spratt was two minutes and 54 seconds back from her. Well, um, I can't even remember what happened yesterday, so I can't remember this vividly, but I should do. <laughs> did we even... <laughs> I guess we I guess we did have highlights of that that day. 2018 mm. was yonks ago now. Wow. That was so long. That was pre-COVID. That was a pre-COVID that world. I don't even know what that was like anymore. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> heady days of no mask wearing uh, and whatnot. All right. Well. Before we sign off, we should probably hear from our diarists. Let's start with uh, Neve Fisher-Black, who is currently in the leader's jersey. So, Vuelta Burgos, stage three. Um, yes, um, again. Um, today was, yeah, I mean, a pretty nice day. I'm not sure I have so many words for it, <laughs> yeah. So we started off just with the, the I was wearing the white jersey and we had a nice team plan for the day. Uh, I had the task of going for some Queen in the Mountains points and yeah, we, we were gonna go for the win. The end with a nice hilltop finish. Um, yeah, it started off pretty, pretty sleepy the day. Well, I mean, I was pretty sleepy to start with, that's for sure. Um, but had to wake up pretty quickly because the roads were pretty um, quite narrow, narrow and yeah, twisty. twisty today. So you really had to be onto it, <laughs> that's for sure. And yeah, over the Queen of the Mountains, I did manage to get the points. Actually, Sile and I and Paulina Royakas um, went up the road for a bit, but yeah, the break didn't really work. So it came together, came back together for the last, what was it, 15, 20 k's into the yeah. final climb. And yeah, we stuck to a team plan. Had uh, Carol, um, she was off the front into the bottom of the climb, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, super fast finished up the hill, hard. And uh, I think, uh, I found myself there at the front a little bit, um, then tried to sprint probably a bit too early. <laughs> um, and Sile came flying past me, and then Cassia, and then Anna van der Bregen. So Anna got third for us today, and uh, then I um, actually took three visits to the podium today, which is pretty strange for the leader's jersey, the Queen of the Mountains jersey, and the Young Riders jersey. So, yeah, tomorrow I'll start with the leader's jersey, which is a pretty odd feeling. But, um, How do you feel leading your first ever World Series? 
Yeah, I really cannot explain. It's, yeah, really odd feeling. I think even Anna can vouch for me. At the start of this week, I was just excited to be uh, doing this audio diary on one of my favourite podcasts. So, yeah, it's a little bit strange to be leading my first world tour race. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I can uh, get some tips from... Anna Vanderbregen and my teammates from how to sort of uh, deal with this strange feeling um, and then look to tomorrow I guess because obviously there's one more stage to go oh, yeah Anna's just pinned her, pinned her jersey to her pants so that's a good start um, but yeah I mean we've got a super strong team so we're gonna look for some yeah certainly gonna look for a win tomorrow I hope you're all watching because it's going to be exciting. It's going to be tight. All right, next let's hear from Heidi Franz. See how she liked today. Hey, Abby. Um, Stage three. Uh, thank God it did not rain. I was so happy that it did not rain. Um, yesterday we looked at the forecast and it was like downpouring on our way home and we were, uh, supposed to get that kind of rain today and it was not there. So I was very grateful. Um, it was a funny stage. Uh, it was almost like everyone wanted to be in the break, but then because everybody wanted to be in the break, it all like everyone just dragged the whole field every time. Um, so there was a lot of movement, uh, especially in the first a little um, first like 20K or so with the start loop and then the climb on the start loop. And in this like really fast uh, tailwind section highway sort of situation. Um, yeah, so then uh, it kind of, yeah, there were some funky lull moments when everyone was like, okay, well, <laughs> we're dragging everybody with us. So um, there were some points where uh, it really just seemed kind of like people decided, okay, we're just going to race those last, uh, the the first GPM really um, at like 90K. Um, and uh I was trying to have an easier day. <laughs> My legs feel really tired. So uh, after yesterday, yesterday's effort. Um, but yeah, I was trying to help set my teammate uh, Sarah Poitavin up to get into some of those breaks. Um, and tried. Uh, she tried super hard um, and was up there all day. But yeah, it was um, stuff just wasn't getting away. Um, yeah, but otherwise, uh, I don't know. I feel... Like, personally, I am finally feeling comfortable just being in the racing and having confidence in the bunch. And it always it always takes me a little while to get used to that. Or, I don't know, I seem to have a slower start this year um, than in the past where I felt confident, like, comfortable and confident navigating around and... Um, and just feeling like I have respect in the Peloton too. So that was nice. I, uh, yeah, I did actually spend a fair bit of time on the back <laughs> today, just trying to 
trying to pedal a little bit easier, but um, still no, no day is easy out here. So it's, I don't know, it's hard to get that. Um, excited for the last day tomorrow. I think it's going to, I think it's just going to blow to shreds. I think everybody is kind of waiting for this, this last stage to decide everything. Um, it's just so interesting the way that this race is raced without bonus seconds. Um, with everyone so close, uh, yeah, it's just so interesting. I don't think I've ever been in a stage race like this before where there weren't bonus seconds. Um, and so it's, it makes everything really, really tactical and, um, it's interesting to learn as I'm racing it, uh, how that, how that impacts the race. So yeah, on to, on to day four. We've got all the jerseys, haven't we? The diary. <laughs> We've got so many jerseys. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good, good going. Yeah, and the three of us will be back tomorrow to talk about the final stage of this Vuelta a Burgos. Mm-hmm.